Hey, it's Sean. Real quick before we jump into this week's episode, please remember to follow Some Assembly Required by tapping the icon inside the player you're currently listening on. Also, if you enjoy this episode, please share it with someone that you think might enjoy it too. Right, let's take the plunge and jump in. From facing setbacks to thriving comebacks, we're here for it. And something as simple as sleep can make all the difference to your comeback. Lately, my relationship with sleep has been coy. We just can't seem to get past first base. And this is why I'm revisiting an episode we recorded last year about the power of sleep. Some Assembly Required is all about the head and the heart, overcoming, working through adversity. And because keeping it together is so much harder than we ever thought it would be, I really hope that this episode of the podcast gives you insight into how your brain works, especially when you're not thinking about it. My name is Sean, and you're listening to A Slice of Some Assembly Required. Thank you so much for having me in the invitation to share a bit more about sleep. This is Dr. Els van der Helm, sleep expert, speaker, psychologist, and neuroscientist. Complete the sentence. Sleep is a foundation for. You really see the impact of sleep ranging from physical over to mental health and therefore also physical performance and mental performance. I often really explain it along the lines of both IQ as well as EQ. But we also see more longer term impact of sleep loss. We see an increased chance of developing depression, anxiety, or burnout. Is there anything scientific in that phrase, let's sleep on it? That is exactly what science is showing us. There's been some really interesting studies on this, and one particularly by a German group led by Jan Born. Their article is called Sleep Inspires Insight. So they had participants run through a bunch of different number sequences, And they're kind of similar to the ones that you get in these IQ tests. So they had participants go through a bunch of these sequences. There was actually a hidden rule in these sequences. And if you figured out the hidden rule, you were much quicker in answering these sequences. And they found that after a night of sleep, 60% of people discovered this hidden rule. Whereas if they hadn't slept, only 25% discovered this hidden rule. What happens to our brains when we sleep? We have multiple stages of sleep and we cycle through them multiple times at night. So when we fall asleep, we first enter a light sleep and then we have stage one, which is really a transitional stage. Then we have stage two, we still call it light sleep. Then we have deep sleep or stage three. If you read older articles, you might still come across stage four. So that is all called non-REM sleep. And then you can already guess which stage I left out, which is REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep. And that's the stage in which we have the most vivid dreams. We cycle through these different stages about every 90 minutes. So in a whole night, you might have four or five cycles, depending on how long you're sleeping. The composition of those cycles changes across the night where in the first half of the night, the cycles have much more deep sleep, but in the second half of the night, the cycles have much more REM sleep. And then what's happening 
in our brain and our bodies also differs per stage of sleep. What we also see is that I would call it one of the most fundamental functions of sleep during the day. Our neurons use up energy, but while they're using up energy, they're also producing byproducts in this process, including toxic byproducts. In 2013, we discovered that actually our brain isn't recycling these toxic byproducts, but it's getting rid of them and it's moving them into our lymphatic system. But only in 2013 did we discover this process exists. And later on, we discovered that this is taking place mostly during deep sleep. What are the dangers associated with not getting good quality sleep? So it has all these negative downstream effects on our health. And some of them you can even see after a single night of sleep deprivation in really experimental studies. And of course, this explains some of these downstream later effects of sleep deprivation, because for we know that having high blood pressure also means that you're at higher risk for certain dementias. The tricky thing, though, with sleep deprivation is that, unlike with smoking, that it's not just a couple of cancers that it's associated with, but the fact that it's associated with so many different outcomes, to me, really speaks to the truth that it is actually fundamental for probably just about every one of us, but perhaps for different reasons. So by sleeping well, maybe I am preventing myself from a certain cancer, but maybe you are preventing Alzheimer's or maybe you're delaying Alzheimer's by 10 years. How would you suggest I pick myself up after having a bad night's sleep? The most common thing is caffeine. <laughs> and the danger in using caffeine is that it doesn't make us so sleepy. And it can still then interfere with our sleepiness in the evening. And it differs from person to person. The caffeine has kind of less and less impact on performance as we use more of it. It's not just coffee, but it's also in Coke, in tea, chocolate. So I think that's really something to be aware of. It can really help to exercise a bit, get your blood flow going. And if you have time for it, yeah, a nap. That's kind of the sure way to then again boost your performance the rest of the day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Some Assembly Required. You can listen to the full, unabridged episode, which is titled How to Sleep Better and the Downside of Alarms with Dr. Els van der Helm right now. Just search for it in your playlist. I should also tell you that Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global named Els one of the top five sleep experts in the world. Such an honor to have her on the show. If you haven't yet, please consider subscribing to the podcast by tapping the follow button inside the app you're listening on. Another way to support the podcast is to leave a comment or review for others to see. Spotify listeners can scroll down to the Q&A section, while Apple Podcast or Google Podcast listeners can simply leave a review. And if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. You can also share the podcast with your friends and colleagues too. Take a look at the show notes for ways to connect with the good doctor and how you can keep up with some assembly required. The links to our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channels are all in the show notes too. Editing and post-production for this episode by Rebecca Fonsale. My name is Sean Lewitz. This is Some Assembly Required. I'll see you soon.